fun. Hey, everybody. John Malanka here with United Patients Group Be Informed and Be Well. And I'm with an old friend and colleague, Len May from Endocano Health. Len, how are you doing? Good to see you. You too, brother. Appreciate it, man. We we I don't want to say we're 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 pioneers or I, I don't want to say we're old, but we're we're getting to the point where we're considered pioneers in this industry. Uh, Every one of these gray hairs is earned. Well, I have when I don't shave, I you do see it like that. And if and and if I didn't have my hair slicked back, you would see the grays in there. But anyway, thanks for being on. Um, blessings to you, your family, and everything else like that. Uh, Endocana Health. I mean, you've been in this in this sector, cannabis sector, for quite some time, and you deal with DNA, the body, and the endocannabinoid system, as well as different cannabis uh, varieties when treating different ailments. And so you've, you've, you're, there's a kind of science um, behind it, but also medical behind it. And so before we get into that, um, I'm going to just start throwing questions at you. What's the end? What's your version of the endocannabinoid system? What's your definition, I should say, of the endocannabinoid yeah. Well, I mean, <clears throat> the way that I like to explain it, the way that I understand it, it's a primary regulating system. It modulates all the other systems within our bodies. And the way that it does that, it, it gets signals from the other systems and sort of like think of it salmon swimming upstream. It goes up the central nervous system to the brain. Then the brain makes a decision what neurochemicals to release in order to help maintain balance in the other systems or what's called homeostasis. And the two endogenous uh, neurochemicals that the endocannabinoid system uses are anandamide, which uh, is uh, the word anon means uh, bliss in Sanskrit, and also uh, 2-AG. Uh, and just in general, the way, the way that it works is when, when we have a, a uh, situation maybe of stress or uh, um, you know, somebody cuts us off as we're walking down the street. We have all these neurochemicals that are pumped into our bloodstream. We have some dopamine, some adrenaline, some norepinephrine, some cortisol. Then once we realize there's no lion chasing us in the jungle, those neurochemicals start being taken back up, the reuptake process, and then our brain will release those neurochemicals uh, that I mentioned uh, as well. And that's to get us back to the balance and the homeostasis. The, the challenge is, we are all individuals. So 99.9% .9 of us are identical. It's a 0.1% that really makes the difference. And in that 0.1%, there are certain, uh, certain enzymes that we have as individuals that may secrete less of our endogenous endocannabinoids than you know, our neighbor next door to us. So when that happens, we are lucky that we found this plant in nature that actually has uh, receptors within our body that can create some of these, uh, can, uh, kind of bridge some of those deficiencies. So as I was given that example of you know stress, now our brain is going to release an andamide and 2-AG. So the 2-AG uh, will go in and help to reduce some of the in inflammation from an overactive immune response, and the anandamide will help to be able to get us back to that, that feeling of balance uh, from stress. But if we have certain genotypes, uh, there's a gene called, as an example, and I know you didn't get into it uh, yet, but I just, since we're talking about the endocannabinoid system, uh, just wanted to see, show people that there's a, a difference in how individual endocannabinoid systems work. There is a, a gene or, or single nucleotide polymorphism called FA, fatty acid amide hydrolase. So that specific gene produces an enzyme that breaks down or metabolizes anandamide. So a person that has a certain genotype 
which is called homozygous, and I'll, I'll get into that later on, they actually metabolize and break down more anandamide. So in, they produce less anandamide than the average population. So in that situation, that cortisol level in the individual stays longer in their bloodstream. And if that's the case, they can have an overactive immune response, which we will feel as pain and inflammation. So people come uh, to you, to us, and you know, say, pain. Okay, pain. Pain to me is a symptom. What else is going on there? Maybe there's imbalance in your endocannabinoid system. What can we do to make sure that we uh, bridge that gap in what you're naturally not producing? So by consuming uh, you know, uh, phytocannabinoids in the plant, it'll bind to that CB1 receptor, THC or Delta-9 THC, and it'll release more anandamide that you can bridge. So that's really the way that the endocannabinoid, and it, it modulates all the other systems within the body, like I mentioned, uh, and that's really how it works. It gets those signals and it's always, always working, but we have to make sure that we understand that everybody has their own individual endocannabinoid system. Well put. I love your description of the salmon swimming upstream as well. You know, we're, I always say cannabis is not a one size fits all. What works for me may not work for you and vice versa. Um, before we get into endocannabinoid uh, health, um, you hear DNA everywhere now, you know, and, yeah. and ancestry.com, uh, 23andMe. So what 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 is DNA? Yeah, I, DNA is basically our material of life. So when we're born, we get DNA from both our parents, 50% from our mother, 50% from our father. And the way I like to describe DNA, think of it as a big thing of on and off switches. And uh, so when we get these, some of the on switches are turned on for us. So when we're born, like, uh, like our skin color, our eye color, hair color, all these switches are turned on. The rest of them are encoded messages. They're encoded in our, you know, in ourselves personally and our lifestyle. What we do will dictate whether we want to turn those switches on and off. So the way our lifestyle, what our nutrition is, our, our mind, uh, our mindset, uh, you know, stress levels, exposure to heavy metals, all these things can dictate the expression, which is called epigenetic. And the way that that works is you have your DNA, then you have, which is your encoding, then you have messenger RNA that goes from that DNA that gets the message and send it to another place uh, with and messages to create certain proteins. And these are the proteins or building blocks that we need in order to turn those uh, epigenetic expressions on or off. Now, I feel everybody should know what their genetic predispositions are, regardless of cannabis or the endocannabinoid system, just in general. Because if you know these predispositions about yourself, you can take specific action to turn those on and off. And the way DNA communicates uh, to us is uh, like computers have a binary code, ones and zeros. And then we have a user interface on top of that. And DNA communicates in a four-letter code, a C, a T, an A, and a G, which are called nucleotides. The combination of those two letters are your genotype. And that genotype is your 0.1% what makes you unique. And what when you look at a DNA report, they talk about a variant. So a variant is basically what difference do you have in you from the average population? So somebody maybe is 
more predisposed to X. Somebody is maybe uh, less predisposed to X. So it can be examples like if you have a predisposition to uh, alcohol dependence. Well, you may know that about yourself because, you know, grandpa and, and everybody else down the line, there were, but there is a gene for that. Or maybe even more important, if somebody has a predisposition to opioid dependence. Now you go to your healthcare professional, your pain management specialist, yeah, and somebody and they give you an opioid. Well, one of four people, one in four people may have a predisposition to opioid dependence. And if you're one of them, that can trigger that on switch, and now you're going to have a hard time. So understanding how to navigate through those uh, and avoid those potholes in the road, that's where you're empowered with information. Some things you do want to turn on and some things you want to keep turned off. If somebody has a predisposition to, you know, cancer, we've used, we use this BRCA kind of gene for, for 50 years looking at, you know, breast cancer, et cetera. So if you know this about yourself, there's things that you can do. Your DNA is not locked in. It's not your sentence. You, you can control the epigenetic expression of that uh, when you turn those switches on and off. With with this, um, I'll use Corinne as an example. You know, you 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 knew Corinne, and um, um, you know, cancer was in her family. Her mother had it, um, breast cancer. Um, her father had cancer a couple times. So, is she, you know, that's the one thing we always discussed. You know, is she and her siblings are they sitting sitting ducks? Um, you know, we stayed on top of this health, you know, we, we did our blood tests on a regular basis just to see, you know, and I, and I'm a big fan of blood tests and I've shared this numerous times on, on a lot of my shows is, you know, going through, uh, a blood test with a naturopathic doctor and ND, uh, as the acronym, um, MDs will give you a blood test, a through Z naturopaths will go a through double Z and they will yeah. see where you're high on, what you're low on, why you're tired, why you're gaining weight, cortisol level, oxygen in, in your in your blood. I mean, the first time I did it, they said, I can tell John that you're sitting down because what right when we when we we, st- we launched United Patient Group 2011, I did my first test. John, I can sit see you're sitting down because the oxygen in your in your system. I can tell you're only using half capacity of your lungs. Does your back hurt? Does your hips hurt? And I'm like, I'll be damned. It was because I was sitting down. So the first thing I did, I went and grabbed, you know, um, a stand-up desk and got back into my workout routine. But we were just so engulfed with starting United Patients Group that I had to rechange myself to get back. And I tested myself a couple months later and everything was back. So that's a, that's why it's really important to stay on top of this. Um, Endocana Health. Let's, let's talk about, so thanks for endocannabinoid system as well as DNA. So what does endocana health do, not only with DNA, but with patients? Yeah, so the the goal of our company, I'll just say, we met with the FDA. They asked us, what is the purpose of your test? And we said to help individuals avoid a possible adverse event with their cannabis use. So we're not here to find what, you know, cultivar is going to get you the most high and anything that, it's not about that. It's about Grandma Mary to make sure if she's going to consume cannabis uh, for you know the side effects of her chemo treatment, we want to make sure that she avoids those adverse events. So the way that it works is it's a DNA test. Uh, when we first started, we did research and we looked at every single gene or single nucleotide polymorphism that is a direct or indirect association with the endocannabinoid system. Uh, once we found all the different SNPs 
And uh, we, may, we need to make sure that they have a peer-reviewed reference of a PubMed quality or equivalent to, uh, so that everything has to have a reference. Then we approach a company called Illumina, who makes uh, genetic equipment, genetic sequencing and genotyping equipment, and we ask them to make a chip for us. And I'll explain why a chip and how that, that works. But uh, so they said they have this chip. It's called, uh, it, it does a global screening. But when we looked at the global screening uh, chip, it was missing a whole bunch of end specific endocannabinoid uh, markers. So what we did was we gave them and we created a custom chip. So we genotype and sequence 675,000 different genes uh, right now. They're directly or indirectly associated with the endocannabinoid system. Can you repeat that number? Uh, 675,000. And all humans have that many? Uh, well, or, or you're good, good question. You, you we're we're test testing them. we're testing 675,000 now. We just finished our assay to validate whole genome sequencing. So we're going from 675,000 to 64 million. So it's not even the endocannabinoid system. We're going to be looking at nutrient deficiencies, vitamin deficiencies, anything and everything that we can do in skin. You know, what kind of skin conditions are you predisposed to? What topicals may be more aligned with you or not? So all these things, and then disease markers as well. So we have, uh, you know, healthcare professionals that work with us through our clinics, through telemed and in person, and they can talk about specific diseases, which the test currently direct to consumer uh, does not. We talk about symptomatic conditions. So an example would be Parkinson's, let's say. The test is not going to talk about Parkinson's as a disease, but we can talk about tremors that are associated with the disease of Parkinson's. So the way that we get information, I'll, I'll describe what you get as well. Uh, we get it twofold. Number one, there is a buccal swab. So you get a test kit, it's endo-DNA. You get the kit, we're HIPAA and GDPR compliant. You would swab the inside of your cheek. You would register on our portal, MyDNA Live, and you would put it back in a box and ship it to our lab. Uh, once you register, there'll be a timeline. It'll say the sample has reached the lab, it has been extracted and genotyped, and your results are ready. So uh, that's the one way to get your information. The second way to get your information is if you've already done a 23andMe or an Ancestry, uh, what you can do is take the raw data that you already have, upload it to our site, and uh, we'll give you results in about 30 seconds or less. Wow. And when I talk about results- And, and for, for our listeners, mm -hmm. uh, this is audio and, and video. And for our uh, audio, uh, I'm on Len's uh, website right now, endodna.com, E-N-D-O-D-N-A.com. And so what Len is talking about right now, I'm, I'm kind of scrolling through- um, mm -hmm. Uh, the website as to what's going on. So I didn't want to cut you off there either. No, that's it's exactly it. So when you when you receive, I mean, you're showing the right things on the screen. Uh, when you receive your report, uh, it basically looks at all the different symptomatic conditions associated with cannabis use and uh, and where your DNA can make a difference. So things like uh, anxiety and stress, mood, sleep, pain and nausea. Uh, side effects of THC. Maybe some people are predisposed to some side effects. Some of them are common to just about everybody. Working memory impairment. Yes, right here when I'm consuming cannabis, I'm looking for my glasses for a half an hour. They're on top of my head, you know, <laughs> and then also, you know, uh, 
circular motor control. So you shouldn't operate a, a you know heavy machinery. However, I tend to drive better under the influence of cannabis than the than not. More careful, but you're not supposed to. So uh, it's just between us, John. We're not we're not letting anybody else know. About that. <laughs> <laughs> but but some things can be much more serious, like. Uh, there is a predisposition to psychomatic effects, which is psychosis-like effects. Now, I've seen this happen maybe a handful of time in the last uh, 10 years or so, and it's a perfect storm that happens. And the perfect storm is somebody has a predisposition to stress reactivity, PTSD, maybe slow rate of fear extinction. And when they consume um, an edible, which is a high amount of THC, when it goes through their liver, there may be a poor metabolizer, which is something else that we look at. We look at how you metabolize dosing based on metabolic function. So there are poor metabolizers of THC. The liver is going to convert uh, THC uh, to 11-oxyhydroxide delta-9. It's going to go back into your bloodstream, bind to your receptors again, and be five to 50 times more powerful. But if you're a poor metabolizer, so number one, it's slower onset. Number two, it can last a lot longer. And if you have these predisposition to stress reactivity, et cetera, now you're having a stressful event. And if you have a predisposition to psychomatic, which is psychosis-like effects, it can trigger that psychotic episode, which is a disassociative experience. And I've had some people be you know, hospitalized for that. So yeah. the idea is, if you don't know, it's trial and error. But at the very least, you want to make sure that you're you're looking at something. Uh, and the third part of that is drug interaction. So there's different prescription medications. So if I'm looking at, my, at, at the endodNA test, there's three specific things that you will get from it. Number one, what aligns better with you? What is the cannabinoid and terpene profile that you should be consuming for, based on your genetic profile and based on symptomatic conditions? Number two, we're looking at drug-to-drug -drug interaction, supplement-to-drug interaction. So all these different things, one can be an inhibitor, one can be an inducer. So don't take them at the same time. And the third thing is dosing, how much you should dose. We always were taught, you know, first a low and slow, and we'll still continue to say low and slow, but we were taught about, uh, you know, milligram per kilogram. Well, you know, I, my business partner and I are, are physically different. He's a bigger uh, man than me. Uh, and weighs more and is taller. If he and I both consume exactly the same amount of THC, uh, he will have a much more intense experience than me because I am a normal metabolizer and he's a poor metabolizer. So it does have to do with that. And then from all those things, now that you know your ideal cannabinoid and terpene profile, now you can find products that are more aligned with you based on C of A's of different products and the geofencing them as well. So, so um, question for you. So you like, I'm 6'1", 195 pounds, and I'm very sensitive to salt, butter, alcohol, cannabis. I mean, I'm the type of guy that can have a glass of wine and be perfectly fine where I have friends that, you know, drink three bottles of wine and they're perfectly fine. And the same thing with cannabis. I have success you know, with a two milligram, five milligram, I hear others taking 25, 50, a hundred. I'm thinking, yeah. boy, oh boy. <laughs> so with the example you just shared with me, with your business partner there, yeah. um, can you see with his metabolism being different than yours, mm -hmm. can you see if he predisposed um, of, of an ailment before it happens? Is this part of what, what your test can show? Absolutely. Uh, yeah. That's exactly so I, what, 
mm-hmm. that really that really can change a lot. I mean, that not in all cases. I mean, Corinne and I, like I st- said, stayed on top of our health. Yeah. When I mean, when we asked our doctor, please, you know, something's up. They said, "Come on, guys, you guys are our star patient, our star pupils. You do everything correctly you're supposed to do." And then all the blood tests came back zero cancer. And it wasn't until three or four months later when we did an ultrasound is what actually showed it. And they said, holy shit. You know, I mean, it's so having something like this for patients, family members, et cetera, doctors, even to share with their with their patients is is really um hate the term game changer and I'll use it game a game changer because it can it can save a lot of people a lot of trouble if it's the type of meta, type of cannabis they're taking um, cannabis is not a one size fits all and I'm glad you talked about the drug to drug interactions I always talk about age weight as you're mentioning with your yeah. colleague um, uh, sensitivities the stage of the ailment um, God forbid I hope it's not cancer um, other modalities that the patient may be taking, but also drug to drug interactions. And so those are all things. And so that's part of your test. It shows um, cannabis and I'll use sleeping pill or aspirin or. Yeah. Well, I'll give you an example. I'll give you. So, so we have over 200 different prescription medications. Now we're adding supplements as well. So when I had COVID, I was taking 14 different supplements at a time. Like how do I know how these interact? And can I take my CBD with that? And what about my other cannabinoids? So yeah. we started digging a little bit deeper. So, right. So I'll give you an example, like blood thinner medication. There's a, a specific interaction with things like warfarin. Uh, it can be an inducer. So uh, you have to be really, really careful or SSRIs. We get people that, that contact us all the time. Hey, you know, I want to get off of my antidepressant and I'm taking cannabis. Okay. Well, speak to your healthcare professional or speak to one of our healthcare professionals, what we always tell, do not consume your prescription medication together with your phytocannabinoids. Stagger your consumption. How long you stagger for depends on how you metabolize. If you're an ultra rapid metabolizer, I'm an ultra rapid metabolizer of, of CBD. So, and there's three specific uh, enzyme genes. Uh, just, just for the audience to understand what, what that means. There's a series of, of genes called uh, cytochrome P450. So CYP450 create every enzyme that help us metabolize different things. There's one for lactose. There's one for gluten. Uh, CYP2C9 is one for THC. Uh, 1,9 is CBD. 3A4 is CBD and THC together. So when you're consuming an isolated molecule of THC, there's a one enzyme that's breaking that down. But if you're combining CBD and THC together, as we would refer to full spectrum, it's a whole different enzyme. So that's why people have different experiences yeah. when they consume one molecule versus you know, a whole plant. Yeah. You, you, you talk about cannabis as, I, I always talk about cannabis as medicine, but you talk about cannabis as medicine. Um, now, when you're pairing that with, I'll say, uh, John Smith, uh, or, you know, and you're saying, let me do your DNA. Are you pairing it with a strain or formulate, I'm, you know, maybe correct me if I'm wrong. I'm not a big fan of strains because you and I can get a seed from Hawaii, Maui, Waui. I grow it in Northern California. You grow it in Southern California. Our colleague grows it in Colorado and someone else grows it in New York. Same seed or even same uh, uh, clone from the mother. They will all come back different. And so when you're doing these tests, they say, okay, Mary, you're having issues. This go try a 
blue dream strain strainer how, how 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 do you how do you make these recommendations and yeah, it's a it's a great great question uh i'm not a fan of strains uh, dr ethan russo told me multiple times what does a strain refers to a virus why do we call this amazing plant a strain when it's not a cultivar or a chemical variety chemovar but the way that the test comes back it comes back with a ratio of cannabinoids, let's say, uh, you know, John Smith, uh, you're you're better off with a balanced uh, THC to CBD ratio because you have some predispositions, you need an agonist and antagonist of CB1, and then it'll come back with priming secondary terpene profile. So maybe linalool and beta-caryophyllin to help take the edge off, and beta-caryophyllin will be something to help with the inflammation. Now, what we do is we run an algorithm. So, so you also test. So, so what Len was just talking about, linalool, um, th- those are types of terpenes. Terpenes, everyone's very familiar with terpenes, maybe not hearing the name, but you know it uh, by scent. Stop and smell the roses. The rose that the scent that puts off is a terpene. To me, roses bring me back to my grandmother. She grew <laughs> the most beautiful roses in San Francisco. People are like, how in the heck did you do that? Also, linalool, which is lavender for calming. You know, another scent that reminds me of my grandmother. And so um, they all play a role. And so on your test, your DNA test, do they also, do you guys also pinpoint certain terpenes that are beneficial for each patient? Yeah, absolutely. We look at a symptomatic condition. We give you a cannabinoid ratio and a primary secondary terpene profile. Then what we do is, my background is plant genomics. I used to do genetic sequencing of plants. So that's why I know you mentioned Blue Dream. I would get five different Blue Dreams, genetically, you know, sequence those and see, all right, two of them are identical genetically. Two of them are crosses of Blue Dreams. They have some Blue Dream in them. And the fifth one's not even close to Blue Dream. And we still keep calling them Blue Dreams. That's why these names are irrelevant. So what we do is, we get brands or companies to provide us a third-party C of A, certificate of analysis, which is a test result of their product. We run that through an algorithm, and it will show you what the percentage match of that product is based on your genetic profile. So for John Smith, and it could be flour too, but it, tinctures are probably the best way to be able to deliver uh, some of that uh, therapeutic medicine because you can get really precise with your ratios, it's very, as you mentioned, it's difficult because of genetic drift and flower. But at the very least, if flower is your thing, then at, at the very least, you can see, okay, well, let me find flower that has dominant linalool and beta caryophyll. What are the different cultivars or chemical varieties associated with that? And then we show you the percentage of match for those specific products. Maybe this is a 70% match. We geofence where you can find that product. What's, what's the dispensary closest okay. to you? And then we have a feedback loop mechanism. So the feedback loop on efficacy works two ways. Number one, we have patient-reported outcome. So patients will come back once a month, speak to a care counselor, let us know. But more importantly, which creates a little bit of friction, because every single time somebody wants to report something, we always found somebody's you know feeling better, they're not incentivized to report. But uh, we also provide, and we have a biometric device, an integration with biometric devices. So we have our own device called the EndoLink device. Right and we also have, we integrate with Fitbit and Aura, et cetera, and we can provide you frictionless feedback. We can measure uh, the things that we talked about, like blood oxygen level, heart rate variability, uh, heart elasticity, all these different things. And we can measure 
the formulation that you got or was suggested for you, what's the efficacy of that? And we can modify that on a monthly basis, depending on how it's working for you. In addition, that data goes into the cloud. We use machine learning to make better predictive inferences, and we can make better predictive suggestions for more individuals that are archetypical. So somebody like John Smith, all right, that worked for John with his DNA. Maybe there's 10 other people that are similar, similar height, weight, uh, all these other things, genotype, and they've taken this formulation and it worked for them. So this is how the ecosystem evolves. Wow. You, you know, you, you talk about precise medicine. Can you talk about, go further into that? And so talking about the different ratios as well as the terpenes specifically designed that's coming off these tests. And so can you, can you go more into the precision medicine and yeah. then also the uh, biometrics as well? Uh, yeah, well, precision. Like so precision medicine, the way we look at precision medicine, when you deal with our healthcare professionals, uh, you mentioned blood work. So blood work is a moment in time. So what we want to do is we want to take blood work and we want to add to that. We want to look at your genetic predisposition. We want to look at your biometric feedback. We want to look at maybe you have disease predispositions and the protocol that is suggested for you based on all these different labs is specific to you. So like uh, if you have some sort of nutrient deficiencies, let's say you're low in iron or you're low in calcium, or you have some vitamin deficiencies, vitamin D, vitamin C, the, we can suggest uh, supplementation of that and you right can on. be delivered in, uh, in intravenously, for instance. So you have your own personalized uh, IV treatment protocol for you based on what you're lacking right now. Also uh, based on uh, maybe hormone levels as well. So we have our clinic looks at hormone levels. Some people as uh, as men age, and I'll speak for me, uh, once you get past 50, well, you know, you have to look at your hormone levels. Uh, what's going on? Is there anything that I need to supplement for? So you have bioidentical personalized hormone uh, level adjustments as well. And then other adjunct products that you can look at. So the precision medicine is specific to a disease predisposition or predisposition to other things that you may be symptomatic of and has a completely precise protocol that's being measured on an ongoing basis with that patient report outcome and biometric feedback. And when I'm talking about biometric feedback, I'm talking about like what well, the device I'm speaking about are people know like Fitbit and everything else. So yes, it measures your steps, but also it can measure your blood oxygen level. It can measure uh, it can measure heart rate variability, but more importantly, we have these isolated lab setups. So sleep, for instance. So we have a lot of people coming to us with sleep, uh, with, with pain. Uh, I'm sorry, with pain. They're saying, oh, you know, I, I'm having some pain. I can't, uh, you know, I, I, but when we communicate to them, we ask them, how is your sleep? Well, yeah, you know, it's problematic. Well, what do you mean by that? Well, I wake up a few times a night or, uh, you know, I have a hard time falling asleep. So sleep quality is really important. So what we would do is measure your alpha, your theta. What are the sleep quality that you're getting? And we'll plot that over time and see if the protocol that you're consuming is actually helping you with sleep recovery. And if that's the case, then it may be, your, your daytime protocol, your anxiety, your stress, your mood may be affected there. You'll get off this hamster wheel. And the pain level can be caused, and I'm not saying it is specifically, but it may be caused from that cortisol release. So if you're stressed during the day, 
you have all this cortisol, you have an overactive immune response. Oh, you know, my neck hurts, my back hurts, my knees hurt. Well, are you dealing with your stress levels? Well, how are you sleeping? So it's a completely personalized approach to, uh, you know, medicine. You know, everything you're talking about, it's, it's, I have, we have a lot of patients that will call and they say, I want to, I have an issue with sleep, pain, depression, anxiety, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And a lot of times I say for the women they call, I said, not to get personal, but may I ask how old you are? And I said, I would go get a blood test to see where your hormones are. Yeah. They could be off and that could, and it's a domino effect of get that, take care of the sleep. And guess what? You sleep the night, you wake up in many cases, not all maybe pain-free. They're not in there. You know, they weren't tossing and turning all night and their body's not all wrenched out. Um, their anxiety has <laughs> dissipated They're, yeah. you know, and it, again, it's a dominant, let's treat this. And a lot of doctors we've had on the show, Dr. Berriman, yeah. uh, bless Dr. Frankel, you know, um, who's passed away last year. Um, you know, uh, we talked about Bonnie Goldstein, Dustin, talk about let's treat this first and then will the domino effect will go on one thing that you haven't mentioned but you've tiptoed around or not tiptoed but you've you've thrown a little pieces at it i'm a big fan of journaling i tell tell families and patients even doctors have them journal at this time my pain level from 1 to 10 is an 8 okay i took some, i i, I uh, ingested some medicine on however well how do i feel now but also write down did I exercise that day? Did I sleep well that night, that the night before? Um, uh, what food have I taken? Did I take my medicine before or after my food? And so you can just kind of see where you are and go, ah, okay, I'm seeing that I'm having a better result doing it in the morning, before a meal, after a meal, after a good night's sleep, et cetera. Um, you, you come a long way, man. I mean, you, I mean, you're hearing all the things because. I do all this stuff, but I piecemeal it out from our doctors of this, you know, my acupuncture of this, I get our yeah. blood test, you know, uh, and, 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 but I think I love it that, and I, and I'm a big fan of IV uh, uh, treatments from, you know, knock on wood, you know, we would never get flu shots. That was our flu shot. We'd get IV um, and they do everything from vitamin C to, kidney and liver cleanse, immunity boost, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And so, you know, that's something that I, that I, that I have recommended uh, and spoke about quite a bit over the years. We've done everything with patients that uh, catching it before any ailment happens. Mm -hmm. What happens when you, what can you recommend with a patient that has been diagnosed with something? Because when you get diagnosed I'll say, use Corinna as an example. To hear those words, you have cancer. You, I mean, your life just comes to a halt and you will try anything and everything. And, you know, if it says, and I always talk about it, if it says eat a blue pen, give me a whole box of them. Yeah. You know, so you're trying everything. And, and, and it's, I don't want to say it's in panic education form, but you're kind of going through something like that. Um, is this something that could be beneficial to someone that has been uh, diagnosed with something as severe as cancer that they can get a DNA test, see where they are and hopefully try to find um, uh, the, the, uh, the ratio that works best 
for you. Um, you know, Corinne's father had stage four lung cancer metastasized yeah. in his brain. His, for him, he had success with four parts THC, one part CBD, where mm-hmm. others have had a one-to-one ratio with success. You know, we did everything with Corinne, you know, and she had pancreatic cancer, um, which are, some of our audience, audience members know and knew her. And our new new members, um, our followers, you know, that was uh, my wife, Corinne, who had, you know, didn't drink, didn't smoke, did everything you're supposed to do, but it was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. And she lost her battle after four months. I can't tell you, Len, how many pancreatic cancer patients, families that I speak to, that their loved one was diagnosed in 48 hours later. So they pass. And so, which is very common. Um, so maybe all the things we did from... IV treatments to different cannabinoids, you know, and we, I, I stayed, I had a, I journaled everything what we did, what she ate, the pain level and the, and the, and the formulations that that we put in there. And so with something like this, could this help a patient that has already been diagnosed is what I was, you know, yeah. Yeah, And I, and, and I mean, what, what you said about Corinne's uh, right on and the, uh, you know, people, people, it's, it's really an individual thing. Do you want to fight? So unfortunately, a lot of people come to us or, or look at cannabis as a last resort. Totally. Unfor- and it shouldn't be. It can be an entry uh, level. Or combination. Yeah. I tell people, if you're going to go that route, I'm not telling you to stop. You can incorporate cannabis. It's not going to zero out the chemo radiation that you're doing. 100%. It could be beneficial for sleep, mood, appetite, pain relief, uh, and yeah, there's- as well as healing. Yeah, and there are studies uh, that you can find on PubMed that show the chemo with uh, phytocannabinoid treatment is more efficacious than than each one of them alone. Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. Uh, to answer your question, yeah, so we're not a diagnostic test. If you're already diagnosed, you can speak to our doctors and find out what the protocol is. And if cannabis is something that you want to consume uh, that's part of your protocol, then absolutely. You should know exactly what type of cannabis work for you and for different kind of things. Uh, some of them can be the anxiety, the stress and anxiety you have to deal with while getting that diagnosis. Let's see what we can do to find something calming. You don't want to consume something that's actually going to exacerbate that stress yeah. level. You want yeah. something that's calming. And, and once you find those things and start addressing those things, help your body to heal. Uh, we're not making any claims that, you know, cannabis has been able to shrink tumors, et cetera, but it has been, there are studies associated with that. So our goal is to be able to address those symptomatic conditions while hopefully we can actually help the, uh, the patient, you know, move on to a successful treatment uh, also, but it is truly a personal experience and we're doing it. We just are in a, um, in the beginning of a, a pancreatic cancer study now wow. under an IRB. Uh, so with a doctor group out on the East Coast, and we'll be, we'll be speaking and publishing on that as well. We're in a phase two clinical trial with Harvard Medical on the association of anxiety and how uh, cannabis can address anxiety stress. We just completed a study at CU Boulder on the correlation between stress and pain and how cannabis can uh, support with that also. So there's so many different factors, but once again, it is a personalized experience. It's not a panacea. It's like, oh, I have something. I'm going to just you know, consume some cannabis and it all goes away. It's all the things that you just talked about, John. It's being able to know yourself, take good care of yourself, put good things in your body, 
put good things in your mind, control your stress levels, uh, reduce your exposure to mercury, heavy metals, all these different things, and monitor yourself. The more you know about yourself, the more empowered you are to make those smart decisions in your own personalized health and wellness. Man, that's, uh, I know we're both aging ourselves here, but I, I, <laughs> I turned, I turned 55 this, this last summer here. And, um, you know, I'm a big fan of supplements and I've taken supplements, uh, for years. Um, and, you know, I was turned on to by this, my aunt, who is a chiropractor in, back in the eighties, you know, she said, you know, start. And I was in high school. What did I know? And my first job in high school was, was, uh, <laughs> was Baskin Robbins. So I, <laughs> I played at, I was an athlete, but I was a, I remember I was a chubby little kid and ate all 31 flavors every night I worked. And I remember I went down and stayed with my aunt and uncle down in Southern California. And she picked me up at the airport and she looked at me, she says, man, you want to be a fat little chubby kid the rest of you? I'm like, no. So she put me on that. And I'm still, I'm still Rosalind is her name, but, uh, I, I thank her because she, she got me on that lifestyle change when I was 16, I'm 55 now. Yeah. And I still, you know, ride or run every day, uh, rain or shine. And that's part of my routine. And I'm very fortunate, but I take supplements that, you know, um, uh, you know, I think it's really important, you know, keep the inflammation down, keep the dis-ease, as you mentioned, um, you know, out of the body. And so, you know, something like this, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to try, yeah, do a test. So I, so there's two different things. I could one submit my ancestry.com or 23andMe DNA test to you, or if you don't have that, I can uh, take a test directly from your company that will show mm -hmm my DNA. And then with that, it can incorporate what type of cannabinoids work best for me, as well as supplements, as well as terpenes. Uh, can you talk about that before we sign off? Yeah, absolutely. That's exactly what you get. So uh, you go into endodna.com. Uh, you can order your full endodna test, which retails at, at for $199. And we're giving your audience a, uh, a special discount. Uh, so you you can communicate some of the code is UPG20, and that's uh, the code that you can give to your audience. And it's across the board over any product that EndoDNA. And I'm assuming uh, the 20 is a 20% off? Uh, yes, 20% right, off you. any. Yeah, so any products. Uh, and then the second way is if you, if somebody's taking a 23Me Ancestry My Family Tree DNA, uh, you can download your own uh, uh, data file, yep. upload it to us. It's forty nine ninety five retail, and you gotcha. get your results instantaneously within thirty seconds or less. Wow. It'll go through a personalized wellness plan. It'll have a health profile, which will give us a baseline, and we can measure against that health profile. It'll give you your report on all the different symptomatic conditions. Your personalized wellness plan on sleep, uh, pain, anxiety, mood, uh, cognitive function, etc all the way to a cannabinoid and terpene ratio. And then in the marketplace, it'll show you products that are more aligned with you. And then you can, uh, if you choose to speak to our care counselor, or one of our physicians, we can talk about all the other things that we discussed, supplementation, personalized supplementation, hormones, all those other things, and biometric feedback. The most important thing is make sure that you are on top of your health on an ongoing basis. One last example, really, really quick. So I 
blood. I hate blood tests. I am all tattooed. So needles don't bother me, but it's that needle going into my vein extract. I can't stand it. It stresses me out more than anything. So I went and I got my full physical after turning 50, whatever. And uh, I got my results back and I'm speaking to, and I go to an integrated functional doctor and everything was perfect. She said, your blood glucose level is a little bit higher. She goes, it might be due to stress, but if you're really concerned about wear a glucose monitor and see if there's any changes. And this is why I want to bring this example, because when I wore a glucose monitor for two weeks, everything was cool. I mean, one time I had a Starbucks drink that I think had more sugar and it spiked uh, my, my glucose level. But because when I did my blood work, it was a moment in time, the cortisol level of stress was released. It actually uh, accelerated more glu- uh, glucose, blood glucose. So it showed it up on a test. But if after I looked at it for the next several weeks, when we looked at it again, it was fine and normal. So these things, you have to be on top of it on an ongoing basis. Why? Because basis. you were aware of it? Uh, yeah, because I was super stressed. Yeah. I, if, if you want to hear a funny last story. So I'm getting my blood work done. I told the doctor, I don't do really well with blood work. I, I, you got to lay me down. I see, start seeing stars. I've never actually physically passed out, but I was close. So I come in in the morning. They said, don't eat or drink. Be, right. That's what I heard always in my life. So I come in, I sit down in this kind of lounge chair and she's like, are you ready? Did you have anything to eat? I said, no. Did you have anything to drink? I said, no. She goes, no, you're supposed to drink water. I said, what do you mean? Nobody ever told me. She goes, well, have a, some water because it thins out your blood. So she gave me like a little tiny bottle. I drank that down and she starts, we're, we're talking. She starts going, it's fine. doesn't hurt. And we're talking and all of a sudden I can't hear what she's saying to me anymore. And I hear in the background, Hey, and she's calling somebody else to come help. And they run over. And uh, then I kind of come uh, through it. And I'm like, what's going on? She goes, oh, I think you were out of it a little bit. I'm like, oh, let, let us give you some juice. So she gave me some juice. I'm drinking some juice. I'm like, oh, okay, I'm feeling better now. I'm good. She goes, okay, we'll continue. So she had to stop getting my blood. I had to go redo it again. Oh, no. so yes, I was, <laughs> I was super stressed. So that cortisol level accelerated the amount of uh, it's 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 funny yesterday i did my blood test and they did 33 panels and i laughed because the very last one here yeah says cortisol yeah (laughs) after reading all these things so i was in there and even the lady that took my blood yesterday she's like oh my god i said i know so she printed out 33 labels. And I said, well, at least you'll never forget because she went right down, John Malanka, John Malanka, John Malanka, John Malanka. And she wanted to make sure that I could see all that. And I go, well, at least you, you won't forget me. Huh? She goes, yeah, I, I won't forget you. But uh, anyway, Len, I appreciate you coming on. Uh, again, you've been a fan of United Patient Group, the show, and what we've done over the years, even with the Sacred Plant. Um, um, we did things in Dr. Frankel's office. And so yeah. uh, I love what you where you started and where you're going. I mean, congratulations. I, you know, I'm a big fan of uh, people having success in whatever they're doing, but to do this. And like I said, I, everything you're doing, I piecemealed out and now knowing that you can do that. And so again, for our audience and thank you, Len, for that, you can, uh, the code 20% off code is UPG 20. Len is always available i should say or he's reachable i should say um you know they do have great customer service people answer emails phone calls etc over there and so uh you can find len at endocana health but the website is endo 
endodna.com endodna.com uh any any parting words for our audience this is great man i just miss seeing your face it's great to catch up like this and catch up. i mean i'm 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 grateful to have people in this industry that are here and doing things for the right reasons we're we're in a really weird time right now and you know as a company was raising our series b you get to see a whole new breed of cannabis people and it's uh, it's interesting uh the people that have been in it for so long that have alignment of mission yeah. and the new people that are coming in the industry so uh, i yeah. appreciate you i have a lot of love for you and i thank you so much for having me on right right back at you too so everyone len may this is john malanka with the united patients group be informed and be well and we'll see you soon have a great day everyone bye-bye